Um, Hi, how are you? Thank you for being with us. So what do you make of it? I mean, what a week we had, right? The S&P's up roughly 7%, best week since April. Um, I love to say that because it's great for 401ks and IRAs. Um, but I think people know there's some volatility still alive somewhere, right? It's not going straight up. Well, the election is not settled. Um, you know, even though it looks increasingly like we've got a presidential outcome, it looks like the Senate could very well, not could very well, is most likely headed towards a double runoff in Georgia, uh, January 5th, to determine control. And so I think the market has rallied, and it's been because of a presumption of, of divided government, which I think would be very good, particularly for the, the tech sector. Um, but it's it's not quite a done deal yet. We've still got apparently another couple months of election season because 2020 is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it really, it's it's sort of trying. I mean, I think people have a lot of anxiety. They just want to know mm -hmm. the outcome either way of everything so they can plan mm -hmm. and mentally prepare for what's to come. And it's difficult for folks, isn't it, when you have all this uncertainty because as an investor, you don't really know what to do, right? Because you try and maybe gear your investments and portfolio towards a certain way. Now what? Well, Nicole, I, I think it's most important that you, you position your portfolio based on your medium-term economic view. So for us, the way we kind of communicate that is we think about January 22nd. And on January 22nd, we will have a president. We will have a Senate. There'll be less political uncertainty in front of us than behind us. Uh, you're likely to have stimulus that was either put in place in the lame duck session or is on its way under the new Congress. Uh, Jerome Powell most likely will still not be thinking about thinking about thinking about raising interest rates. We'll have further development of vaccine and treatment, which hopefully makes the virus you know, less deadly three months from now than it is today, just like it's less deadly now than it was three months ago. Um, and you're going to be looking at year over year earnings and economic comparisons that are going to look really, really good. And so that's an environment we want to own. And so our view is, you know, what's what's the best position allocation for that environment? Well, we think it's overweight stocks and it's overweight cyclical parts of the market, parts of the market that need economic growth, like value, like small caps. And so, you know, if the market's going to have weakness and volatility between now and then, we're going to buy it. Uh, we're going to buy it because we think that the economic fundamentals in 2021 are going to look a heck of a lot better you know, than they have in 2020. Ah, so buy the dip, buy, buy. Every time we have some big pullback, you're going to use it as an opportunity to uh, back up the truck and get what it is that you like, I mean, that you think is a good buy. You mentioned small caps. I mean, the, the things that you would pick up, once again, uh, would be what exactly? So on the value cyclical side, you know, we think autos are a good play here. Auto production is up 75% from the bottom. We like anything in the consumer durables and apparel space. This is where you're going to find your home builders and some of your building uh, materials guys, capital goods and materials if you do get any kind of infrastructure spending. Uh, consumer services. And I know that that sounds crazy because this is hotels and airlines and restaurants and casinos, but they're so beaten down. And if we do get progress on a vaccine, which we expect we will, you know, this is who's going to benefit the most from that because they need it. God bless you. Um, and that's where we're focused on the value side. And then small caps, look, they're cyclical, they're they're tied to U.S. growth, and they benefit from low rates because all of their debt is variable rate bank debt. And we think that in a year following a recession bottom, they tend to outperform by 25% or more versus large caps. That's a bet we want to take. 
All right. So I, we're showing the airlines now. I get what you're saying. I mean, I know that mm -hmm. there's some thought that business travel may not return for years, but leisurely travel has already picked up some. We saw over a million people traveling on one particular day in October. I think it was the 18th of October. Um, that being said, other areas where you're saying to get in there and buy, you talk about autos, materials, consumer services, which that goes into. Autos, when you say autos, do you mean like Ford, GM, Fiat, Chrysler, or is it like Tesla and NEO, or is it AutoZone, Carvana, O'Reilly Automotive, or all of the above? Yes, it's all of the above. We think at an industry group level, which includes both the automakers and then the auto uh, kind of components and service folks, we think that whole ecosystem is positive. If, if you looked at used car sales over the course or used car prices and availability over the course of the last couple of months, there's been a shortage because you had a, a, a kind of big decline in auto production that occurred during the lockdowns. You've seen demand be, be strong. The average income in this country is up 5% from a year ago. Now, yeah, a lot of that's because of stimulus, but you know, once you put the money in your account, nobody asks where it came from, uh, and you can spend it all just the same. And so we think that there's been an underbuilding of cars, and we think that you're going to see a pickup there. And again, we've already seen you know, sales up seven or production up 75% from the bottom. You need to refill some of these inventories. We think the whole auto ecosystem uh, is well positioned and it's cyclical. It's a part of the economy that does better when the economy is improving. And that's the story. The biggest story in the markets right now, yes, COVID is a huge one. And I think the next couple of months could be very, very difficult. And a lot of the plays we're talking about could struggle in the next few weeks. That's why we want to use that weakness to buy them. But ultimately, we think the biggest story in the market is that we had a recession, it's over, we're in recovery, and we want to buy parts of the market that are going to be tied and benefit from that recovery. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, you talk about an economic recovery and that it may be slow, but it's underway to a certain extent. I also think that the auto story just goes with what our new way of life is, which is... <laughs> having a home rather than living in an apartment building. And when you have a whole family in a home, you may need a car or two if you only had one. Well, I mean, we ran into that over the summer. Well, yeah, look, I, we, I we were get, of the belief. Yeah, I wanted to get to any other sector so that I don't, um, you know, jip out our viewers because you're the brain here. So anything else? Financials, they participated a little bit. They've been a little shoddy throughout this week and haven't been clear. Technology. Um, any of those? You know, here, here's an interesting thought, and, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a contrarian call. Um, energy under Joe Biden, right? So think about it from this perspective. Right? The, the, the going thought process is that Democrats would, would regulate energy in a way that would be very harmful. And I think for certain parts of it, that's right. But if you have a scenario where economic growth is improving next year, that's going to mean a little bit more demand for oil. If at the same time you've got the administration putting new restrictions on fracking and, and pulling the resource out of the ground, that's a downward pressure on supply. Lower supply, higher demand, higher price. So I wouldn't yeah. necessarily want to own an over-levered EMP company that does all their business fracking. But you look at some of the big integrated oil companies, they hold a ton of this resource, and that resource could get a whole lot more expensive over the course of the next year. And so yeah. I don't know if I jump in with, with both feet right now, but that's something to watch. That could be a really good contrarian call in a Biden administration if that's what ends up materializing here. 